Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Life Podcast, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizek. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Empowered Life Podcast. Lisa Pizek here. And today I want to do a little bit of time travel with you. And what do I mean by time travel? Well, we hear people saying, you know, you can't live in the past and all we have is the present and you can't look forward to the future. And then people say you got to let go of the past. You got to visualize the future. You got to live in the here and now. We get so much conflicting information that I want to teach you a little bit about how to frame, how to let go of the past, how to be present in the present, that's why they call it the present, and not to look too far ahead to the future because you miss what's right in front of you. It's getting towards the end of 2017 and it's so easy to look forward to 2018, and forget that we still have a solid month and then some to still reach our goals for 2017. And there really is no start and end part to our goals. We don't start in 2017 and then say, oh, that was my goal. It didn't happen. Moving on to new goal into 2018. And sometimes we give up too soon. We give up on the things that matter to us because it's hard. And I want to really arm you with the tools to crush it for the rest of 2017 and continue crushing it into 2018. And to be able to do that, you do have to answer the right questions about the past and the present and the future. But I wanna share a quick story with you that frames this up to help you better understand what the heck I'm talking about. I'm not leaving you were the words that my husband said as our newborn baby was being whisked away by the nurses. And it was the first time that I got to see my son's beautiful face and I just wanted to touch him. The OR nurses, they looked at my husband and they said, Dad, you can go be with your son as we finish here with your wife. And I looked at my husband and I said, you're going to be an amazing dad. Go. And those are the words that came out of my mouth as he ran his fingers over the top of my head and the tears were rolling down my face. He looked me right in the eye and my husband said, I'm not leaving you. And you see, my mouth and my face, that was the only thing that I could move because I was lying flat on that operating room table Oxygen was flooding my nose, and my arms were splayed open and tied down. And I got to be honest, I never wanted this. I never wanted this. A baby, yeah, you mean your heart walking around outside of your chest? Like, love that baby more than you love yourself would throw yourself in front of a bus kind of love? Yeah, I wanted that. But a C-section? Uh, no. Some call me crazy, but I wanted the work and the pain and the labor 
And I was so tied to my body is strong. My body is capable. You know, I was a college athlete for Pete's sakes. And I was like, I'm birthing this baby. However, my baby, Oliver Kai Pizik, who was named after the peaceful ocean where my husband and I first met, he had other plans for us. Because our completely uncomplicated pregnancy turned crazy complicated when he decided that he was going to enter this world in his birthday suit feet first. Yep. Two feet first. No freaking shit, man. The least optimal position to birth a baby with the highest risk. Now, I'm a nurse. I know this. I know two feet first is the, it happens, I think, in less than 10% of the time. And it's the highest risk, least ideal way a baby can be born. I was like, no, 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 no. that's not going to happen to me. This doesn't happen to me. And have you ever had something in your life not go to plan? And to make matters worse, I wanted my husband to be beside me the entire time for our son's birth. But he sat alone in the waiting area as they prepped me for this unwanted C-section. And I laid alone on that table. And the first set of medication was given by the anesthesiologist to numb me. And when he tapped on my chest, he said, can you feel that? I could feel it. Okay. Then he gave me that second set of medication, tapped on my chest. I could still feel it. (laughs) Gave me that third set of medication. At this point, the panic was starting to set in because he tapped on my chest and I could absolutely feel that. And The anesthesiologist looked at me and he said, ma'am, we're going to have to put you out to get this baby out. And my nurse brain, again, went to breathing tube, anesthesia, knocked out. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Am I going to die? I don't want to die. And at that moment, I just said to myself, God, please let my baby be safe. Please let everything be okay. And I surrender, I accept. He gave the last dose of medication that he was allowed to give me, and it worked. And I was awake to hear the first cries of our son, Oliver Kai Pizik, at 4.23 a.m. with my husband by my side. And I gotta tell ya, now at almost four years old, my husband and I, we chase those feet that never stop. And my son, our son, and those feet, they taught me a lesson. That sometimes our greatest strength is in acceptance of the way it was. Compassion for those moments that we feel less than and choosing to see our strength. And man, did those feet teach me that you got to honor every day that you get to choose not only who you become, because Oliver Kaipizik had different plans of how he was going to enter this world than I did, and the path that you blaze to get there. You get to choose it. So I ask you, as you want to go into 2018, 
and you want to say, get in the best shape of your life, or you want to have the best marriage or the most love you could ever have in your life, or you just want to crush it, and I mean crush it in business, this is your year, you need to accept the past. So I ask you a guiding question that I want you to journal on, and it's what did this experience gift me with? If there's something in the past that you're holding on to, ask yourself, what did this experience gift me with? Now, I shared my story with you of that's what that experience gifted me with. And I had a lot of anger, anger at myself, that I felt like my body failed me. I had a lot of anger at the healthcare system because I wasn't able to birth a baby that was coming out upside down and two feet first. And anger really is a a surface level emotion and you really have to get to what's underneath the anger. And what that feeling was for me was feeling like a failure, feeling like I wasn't enough, feeling like there was something wrong with me that I wasn't able to have the birth experience that I wanted. And when I flipped it to that question, instead of why am I feeling not enough or why even why am I feeling anger? It was what do this experience gift me with? And that experience gifted me with resilience, thinking on the fly. It helped me realize that our health and my health and my baby's health and all of that is the most important thing. And it helped me accept that things don't always go the way you want it to go. And you have that choice to choose what you do with that. So it gifted me with getting over a little bit of that type A personality and being able to go with the flow and think on the fly. So if there's something from your past that you don't want to carry over, into 2018. And you know, you have to let it go. You have to leave it in the past because it's halting you from making more income. It's halting you from feeling love. It's halting you from being in the best shape of your life. What did that experience gift you with? Because those lessons from the past are truly a gift, right? You wouldn't be the strong person that you are if you didn't have that experience. And that's what that made me realize. I wouldn't be such a fierce freaking mom that fights for my son if it wouldn't have been that I had to fight so hard to be present for his birth and be awake. And the fight was really the surrender and the letting go. It's kind of like an oxymoron for me. So if there's an oxymoron, what is that for you? And what did that experience gift you? The second thing it taught me was that compassion for those moments that you feel less than, those day-to-day moments sometimes, and choosing to see the strength. And the question I want you to journal about there in the present is, what is your greatest asset? What is your greatest asset? If you had to answer that right here and now in the present, what is your greatest asset? 
my greatest asset is the ability to take a situation like that, reframe it, and see my strength. And what's that for you? Are you hardworking? Can you think on the fly? Are you willing to do what other people aren't willing to do? Have you not given up? Do you have grit and resilience? Do you wear your heart on your sleeve and you're proud of that? Do you give people second and third and fourth chances, maybe even when they don't, they haven't earned it? What is it for you? What is your greatest asset? At those moments when you feel less than, I do want you to paint that picture in your mind of you carrying out that asset. For me, I'm one of the hardest freaking working people you'll ever meet. That's my greatest asset. And I visualize myself in those moments when I worked really hard or I am working really hard to make things happen in my life. And I'm proud of that. I smile when I think about those moments. So what's your greatest asset in the present right now that you're super proud of? If you have a gratitude journal, what did you write down today that you're thankful for? If you don't keep a gratitude journal, start to keep one and write down what your greatest assets are, whether that's internal or external. And then lastly, my son, those feet, they taught me that, you know, you get to honor who you are every day and the path you blaze to get there. And that's a little bit looking at the future in 2018. And the question I want you, or the statement I should say, that I want you to answer is, if you were to do it your way, what would you do? So to flip it to you, if I were to do it my way, I would dot, dot, dot. So if I were to do it my way, I would dot, dot, dot. Too many times we get stuck in comparison mode. We see people in business that we want to have a business like them or a lifestyle like them. Or in our life, we want to have a marriage like them or a home like them. And then we go and do the steps that they did. But sometimes the steps that they take are not the right steps for us. So you've got to figure out how do you want to do it? What are your right steps? It's not about comparing or copycatting someone that has what you have. If if you're feeling that envy in your life, and you want what that person wants, then answer that, or that person has, then answer that question. If I were to do it my way, I would, dot, dot, dot. What would you do? 2018, I want you to make a promise that you're going to do it your way. Because your way is what's going to work for you. You can analyze the way others do it. You could map out their steps that they took. But the way that it's going to feel right to you to craft the life you want, to set the routine and habits and schedule you want, or to make the money that you want is by doing it your way. So take some time to really think about if you were to do it your way, how would you do it? For me, I thought that I wanted to be a speaker and speak on all sorts of stages all over the world to spread my message. But going online has given me the ability 
to be home with my four-year-old and those feet and my husband who didn't leave me. Our family is tight. Our family's unbreakable. They're everything to me. I don't want to spend time away from them. Not right now, at least, being on the speaker circuit. Maybe when my son's off to college and if we have any future kids and they're not in the house, God willing, right? Um, then, then things might change. But for right now, I want to be with my family. So that's creating some more courses that I can make a bigger impact online. And if you're interested, I have nine steps to take your business online so you don't have to leave your family. You can have the freedom of time and income and make more influence and impact. Nine steps is all it takes to take your product and service and business online. It's launching December 9th in just two or three weeks. And you can go to lisapizic.com and get yourself on that wait list to be an early adopter of this life-changing course. I built a six-figure business sitting here where I am right now with my computer at my kitchen table while my son's at school. And you can do the same. lisapizic.com, click on the online at nine and get on that list. So I ask you those three questions I want you to journal on to set your plan to let go of the past, live in that present, and plan for a kick-ass 2018. What did that experience that's holding you back from the past, what did it gift you? What is your greatest asset right at this moment? And see yourself doing that or feeling that or being that. And then if you were to do it your way, this is how you do it. And then go freaking do it. You are capable. You are enough. You are incredible. Your experiences shape you to the person that you are. And there are a lot of ways that you can make a lot of money in this world helping a lot of people, spreading your message, being a servant leader, doing good, and the world needs to hear from you. 2018 is your time. Answer those three questions. See you in our online denying course at lisapizic.com. And that was episode 26 of the Empowered Life Podcast. I'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Empowered Life Podcast. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.